Hello and welcome to this week's Therapy For Me and I've got a very short space of time to do the intro because the kettle's just about to boil. I'm running a little late this morning so for the purposes of expediency I'm trying to get the intro wedged in before I go and pour the water into the pot. Anyway, let's crack on with a little bit of that twangy guitar. My printer needs ink. Um, I wasn't going to talk about this. In fact, I had no idea I was going to talk about this even 10 seconds ago. But I've walked in with a cup of tea and seen the error message on my printer showing me, as printers do, showing me how low each one of the individual colours is. Um, And they're all fairly low. Um, And while that in of itself is not something necessarily worthy of a podcast, um, there's something about the cost of printer ink and having to refill printers that really winds the hell out of me. And I've no idea why it is. Um, it's a little bit my, we have, we have our wheelie bins washed uh, on a, on a fairly regular turnaround. I don't know if it's once a month or whatever it is, but um, a very clever man with a, with a little van comes and cleans our, our, our wheelie bins out. And it's been something that uh, I was introduced to by Mrs. Short, who was absolutely an advocate for it. I, as you could expect, probably struggled to see the concept of it, but she was she was big for it. And ever since then, we've had the wheelie bin washed. The reason why I mention this is because it seems like every two minutes, we get something through the door from wheelie wash saying, you owe us um, for your bins. Um, you paid us however much so long ago, and then we've... We've also done this many weeks or this many months since you last paid us and therefore you owe us this. And I always think, well, it's only two seconds since we paid them before. It can't be a matter of more than a month. Now, of course, when I do check, it isn't. It's like seven months and we haven't, you know, and he's absolutely bang on right. that we've, We paid him for up front three or four and then we haven't paid him for a while and he's not in a rush. So he bills us when he when he gets around to it. Um, and the printer kind of falls into the same category of it probably is months since I changed the printer cartridge but last time I put one of the XL cartridges in that are supposed to do you you know for the rest of your life Um, you can print out the complete works of Shakespeare on a daily basis and that's fine you won't need to buy another one until at least you know the kids are are welcoming their first child into the world Um, and yet in my head it's that's I bought that printer cartridge I don't know in August um so I'm a little bit alarmed when I see that message. It's probably it's probably right, but there's just something about I mean it's buying printer ink as well. I don't know why I find it a faff, and I don't know why I feel the need to go and buy printer ink. I feel I need to go to Ryman's to buy printer ink when I could easily get it delivered. But for whatever reason, I feel the need to go to buy it, and then the cost of it, and then I don't know what I've printed. I can't remember the last time I printed anything. Why has it suddenly gone on this morning? Because the printer's not been on for days, so why is it decided it's short on ink? Is it draining away? Is it literally draining away through the floor? Tuesday. Let's talk about Messiah. Um, actually, before we do that, let's talk about the fact my voice is a bit croaky. We had an event yesterday. The MIA hosted an event yesterday, and I did quite a lot of. Uh, I did a, a, a couple of panels and a, and a little bit of speaking. So I've woke up and I'm quite. I'm quite growly this morning, so apologies. I am slurping tea, but it's not it's not making much effect so far. So apologies for that. I'll come back to the event in a bit anyway. Um, but let's talk about Messiah. Um, 
I, I was looking for something to watch. Um, I need to start watching the third series of Only Murders in the Building, but I, for whatever reason, I'm putting it off for a special occasion. I'm not, I don't quite know why. I think I need it to be darker and colder um, because it's a bit like a snuggly blanket, Only Murders in the Building. So I'm, sna- I'm saving my snuggly blanket for a bit later. So uh, this, this drama that has popped up a couple of times before uh, with Michelle Monaghan called Messiah, and I started watching it not knowing what it was going to be. Um, I'd got an idea of the premise, but and, and obviously, as you'd expect, it's based around the idea of a uh, of a second coming. But um, I didn't know what kind of speed it was going to be, um, and it's it's very slow. It's a real it is a real slow burn, and it's very thoughtful, and it's it's not a, a, a kind of a all histrionics all pyrotechnics this that and the other. It's 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 a very brooding piece. Uh, she's very good in it. Um, they're all actually all the uh, the principals are very good in it, and I'm really enjoying the story unfold. And you know, I like slow things, so I like a lot of things that a lot of people don't like because oh, gravy's taking ages, and I really like that. I'm quite happy to have ten hours of something that you probably a story that you could probably tell in three or four because um, I don't need that kind of. I mean, there's times when that kind of designated survivor thing, you know, where there's three crises in every episode. It starts on some form of something apocalyptic and they get over that and then there's a little something in the middle and then before you know it, terrorists have taken over the White House by the end. And that's like in 40 minutes. And that's fine. That That's absolutely fine. But I quite like it when they, they take their time. Uh, and, and, and Messiah is unfolding. I'm, I'm on episode six. It's unfolding really, really, really slowly. Uh, and, it's, and it's definitely worth checking out. But it, it, there's two things that, 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 come, that come from it. One is it's given me two ideas for song, uh, for, for episode titles for songs that I'm hoping I've not used. Um, and you'll probably guess what those are if you're a Marillion fan. Um, but secondly, I've not mentioned anything to do with what's going on um, in Gaza and, and uh, you know, Palestine and the West Bank. I've not mentioned that at all. Um, but the, the, I mean, for, for a very good reason, that because I, I'm... I'm so shaken by it all. Uh, I don't have. I've. I've. I've not gone into any form of detail. I don't know enough about the subject matter. Um, but also, it's just terribly, terribly sad. Um, and the reason why I'm mentioning that is because part of the Messiah story. Uh, the, well, there's a large part of it that, that references that part of the world. And um, so it's it's interesting. I should start watching it this week, not knowing that that was where you know a large portion of the story was actually set. Um, and I'm just left with that sense of helplessness uh, about something that we we can't do anything about. That is so deeply entrenched in such a long amount of history that untangling it is really 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 difficult and just the the fact that we get to a stage where people feel so helpless so at the end um so without hope that you that, that we end up here and um for for that reason it's it's really really difficult to 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 even start to educate oneself on on, on what the the route through it would be because the, this there's so much of it that's just so difficult in that journey to to deal with. Mm-hmm.
Wednesday. Understandably, because of everything that's going on, this hasn't been particularly well reported, but there's been some fairly devastating testimony um, as part of the COVID inquiry over the course of the week. Um, and the big one, I mean, most of the testimony that's coming in is fairly is fairly damning. I mean, obviously, the bits that we're seeing and the bits that are being chopped up and played back on various forms of social media or various news outlets are going to be damning. And they're collecting a lot of testimony every day, and it won't all be to this level. Um, but a professor that was on this week was very, very clear about the messing around um, September time for the second lockdown, about how we should have locked down very, very early, um, potentially not sent the kids back to school, um, or certainly have locked down when the kids have been back at school for a few weeks very, very early. And his assertion that or suggestion, I don't know if it's a suggestion or a suggestion, it's probably an assertion to be fair, that this cost thousands of lives. And um, everything that was going on, there was no strategic plan at that point in time, and everything that was going on um, was 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 hugely chaotic. And, and the ramifications were, you know, that we ended up with a second wave when the new variant came that was far stronger and lasted far longer, and we had to lock down for far longer. And when we did have that circuit break lockdown, it, it, it wasn't really as, as um, comprehensive as it should have been. Uh, a lot more people were allowed out as key workers, a lot more things were allowed to stay open, and it should have been a, a lockdown like the very first months of lockdown if it was going to have the desired effect. And I think... I guess we all suspected this would be happening as part of the inquiry, but it really, you know, and I'm sure it will get the airtime it deserves. I'm sure it will get the attention that it deserves. But if I go back and think about the things I was talking around about around the time, there was a lot of um, sort of not forgiveness, but in the early months, you, the government could be forgiven. There was a lot of latitude because this was a unique event. This was something we hadn't experienced for a long, long, long time. And so therefore, there was a lot of trying to work out exactly what it is, what we're dealing with and what we need to do. I don't think it can be argued after we went into lockdown for the first time, the importance of it, the scale of it, particularly as it took hold through care homes. Um, so to have to have what we had around about September, October time, um, and the period which which ultimately cost lives, and you know, the the eat out to help out and all that kind of stuff. It it that that is looking unforgivable. That is looking like serious errors of judgment. And in terms of the testimony given this week, you you start to think that if this was some form of commercial case, um, and that, that you would potentially be looking at corporate manslaughter. For something like this, um, now I don't obviously think it will it will you know end up there, but you know but officials and companies that make products that that then form a risk to life end up on those kind of charges, and it was very clear what the what the the guy was saying this week about the impact he thought of bad decision making. Thursday. I haven't studied the by-election results in enough detail to know how good a night it was for Labour. Clearly it was a good night for Labour because they overturned two whopping majorities to pick up two seats. And both swings were 20 points plus. But there is a little bit of merit in what the um, the Tory ministers doing the media rounds in the morning were saying, even though it sounded awful when they were delivering it. It really did sound awful. But uh, in that, that 
Labour didn't necessarily increase its vote massively. And the, the crux of what they were saying is that that actually the Labour vote went up a little bit. But what really happened was the Conservative vote absolutely fell away. And a lot of that fall away wasn't down to people voting for other parties. It was it was down to, to Conservative voters just simply not coming out to vote. Now, there's a couple of ways you can look at that. One, you can take it absolutely at face value and say, you're right, you're absolutely right. What's happened is hardly anybody's voted, uh, you know, switched their allegiances. It's just a whole load of people who are obviously, you know, very disillusioned with their current party have just not bothered. I don't think that's necessarily 100% accurate, but I do think there's something in it. Um, I think you have to you have to assume that some people will have moved. That the the low turnout can't just be Tory voters that haven't voted. There will be some Labour voters that haven't voted as well. It's 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 really a little bit much to suggest that every single one of the people that 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 didn't vote in in the either the Tamworth or the Midsbed by elections were Conservative voters who were disgruntled with their party, but not prepared to vote for anybody else. So that I don't believe. What I do believe is that in both instances, the turnout was low, and that may have disproportionately affected the Conservative numbers. Um, But at the same time, there was an increase of votes for Reform UK, uh, which potentially were switches. Um, And the numbers for both um, the Labour and uh, the Libs in in mid-beds were very strong which points to the fact that that becomes potentially a three-way race in a general election. So to to for the for the, the Tory party to kind of say we're doing all the right things, we're we're focusing on the right things for the British people. Um it's labor that's not got any new ideas. This is just a reflection of mid mid-cycle blues. It'll all be fine at the election. I think does miss a huge point. Because the swings involved mean look point to the fact that the the um opinion you know the opinion polls but where when where, well I guess they are really when we see the polling data um and Labour are twenty odd points ahead both of these results absolutely absolutely suggest that polling data is now accurate um it's always very difficult with a a, a local uh, election because often they have local issues but I think in this instance I don't think local issues were necessarily a a, a part of it. Um, particularly when you look at the high-profile ministers that were being uh, replaced. So the and the only thing really then to add, apart from the fact that I need to look at the figures in a bit more detail just to get a real clear sense if this is a reason for optimism, which I think it kind of is, if you want to get rid of this shower, I think it is. Um, but the other thing that was despicable was the fact that in one of them, I can't remember which one, I think it might have been Tamworth, the, the Tory candidate waited until... Um, the incoming Labour MP started her speech and then left through a fire exit. And it wasn't a walk across the floor fire exit. It was a straight out through the nearest fire exit. I am not even hanging around to listen to the speech of the person who's won. That is not on. That is really, really, really not on. If that's how we're starting bit to behave, like spoiled, petulant children when we don't get our own way, then our politics has got a real problem because that's now not how our politicians should behave. That's how I would expect something, somebody in the Democrat Party to potentially, not Democrat, Republican Party to potentially behave, but it's not how I would at this point still expect somebody in the Conservative Party to behave. I would expect a, a, a better show 
of our potential MPs. Because there's, without a shadow of a doubt, that would have been an issue if it had been the other way around. So if you haven't seen that clip, look for that clip because it's not, if I can find it, I'll put it on the notes because it's not, it's not minutes. It's not even 30 seconds. It is seconds. You hear her first couple of words, words and he's gone. He is absolutely out the door. Friday. Well, I thought I'd got nothing this morning and here we are at heading towards another 20 minute TFM. And when I started, I didn't think I'd got anything. And aside from printer ink, which really did come out of nowhere, uh, I'm, I'm continually amazed by my ability to work myself up on so many topics with at a moment's notice at uh, eight o'clock in the morning. But there we go. Um, we I mentioned earlier on we had an event, the MIA held an event um, yesterday at the Armouries in Leeds. Uh, couldn't have, in hindsight, picked a worse day. Uh, as as the, the, the country ground to a halt in terms of travel chaos, particularly if you're using the trains. And um, we've worked really hard at this event. And we would normally expect to get 80, 90 people in a, in a room when we did an event, uh, which is normally a fairly good t- turnout. We've had in excess of 100 before, but normally we'd normally expect to get 80 or 90. Um, first time we've done an event in the North. I've been desperate to do something in the North for ages. Um and and the response has been really poor, really lacklustre. Uh, we we sold 40 tickets. We were hoping to sell 60. We thought we'd be down. We didn't think we'd get the same number as we'd get in London, but we thought we'd, we'd, we'd get to 60. We got to 40. Um, we juggled the day to make sure it was a three o'clock finish because we were conscious of the fact it was Friday. We were really trying to get people from the north to come so therefore a five o'clock finish on a friday if you're within an hour within an hour of leeds and there are a lot of places within an hour of leeds means means still a relatively early finish so we didn't think that was necessarily a problem appreciate a lot of people you know work from home on friday and treat it as a start of the weekend probably from about midday onwards um but we were hoping that uh, you know the prospect of of, of, of good topics and, and lots of coffee and lots of uh, treats and, and a really nice dinner would, would, would bring people would bring people out. Um, and, and it didn't prove to be the case. Um, the response was, was, was really kind of apathetic. Um, we thought we'd got some great topics. We got some great speakers lined up, um, particularly on a very hot topic of uh, music education funding, because there's, the government has pledged £25 million for musical instrument funding, uh, which is due to roll out next year. And we had uh, a representative who's at the heart of the uh, process, really is the heart of the process, uh, on behalf of the uh, the DfE and also um, the person from Arts Council England who is absolutely responsible for rolling out uh, the cash. So we had the two most pivotal people, as far as that funding is concerned, directly into an industry that we represent uh, there for, for Q&A and for presentation. Um, and, um, uh, and, and that didn't move the dial necessarily. We did a great session on practical sustainability and how you can work uh, uh, ways to, 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 to get into a topic that's very difficult, particularly for a lot of manufacturing uh, businesses. And we did uh, a session on uh, whether retail will exist as a thing. High street retail will exist as a thing um, over the course of the next decade, which is very re- relevant to half our membership. And that didn't seem to get it. So we were quite quite down at the point, or I was quite down at the point we were heading into the day, really. And then, of course, travel chaos hit. And we'd had 10 cancellations by 8 o'clock in the morning. Um, we ended up getting 26, 27 people in a room, plus 
the guests and various things. So we had 40, 45 people. Uh, and we had a really great day. Um, but I've never worked so hard for, for such a modest outcome. Even though the day itself was great. The venue was superb. Everything worked. Went, the day worked like clockwork. And everything, all the work we'd done, all the presentational work, the PowerPoint, all the branding, everything was possibly the best work we've ever done. We're a small team. There's literally two and a half of us because I work half a week, you know, three days a week. So we've got 2.6 FTE. And we worked really, really hard and, and did a really, really, really good job. If I say so myself, and I'm saying it on behalf of the team. But we, we, you know, I mean, I the PowerPoint, I mean, taking a lot of tips from Lewis, the PowerPoint guy, I've never done a PowerPoint that looked that good. I mean, I almost feel like I want to share it. I almost feel like I want to arrange a session and take TFM listeners through my PowerPoints. I'm so proud of it. Um, and ultimately, the day was fine. And ultimately, the day was fine. But it's, it's a gift that keeps on giving because I was able to get home because it's Leeds. But um, one of the team I work with, she um, fought the rail network and it took her seven and a half hours to get back home. And she walked in at home just before midnight, having left Leeds at five. Um, and in fact, it was four. She left at four. Sorry, yeah, nearly eight hours. And one of the other members of the team who's in Derby and couldn't get home at all, he's still in Leeds. He had to book a hotel and stay over. So he's heading home his weekend, starting whatever time he gets home today. And there's no guarantee he'll get home at any point today. I don't know when when he'll get home. So it became the gift that kept on giving. Um, so I just want to thank all those people who did make it and actually turned it into a very, very good day in the end. But as as a work thing, never has this never has this podcast been more useful to me than actually coming down and unpacking the day that I had yesterday. Anyway, anyway, we are where we are now. We are where we are now. And it's Saturday morning and I've got a cup of tea. I'm going to go for a run. Uh, United are playing Man U tonight. Uh, under the lights at Bramall Lane, so that'll be that'll be fun. Josh is coming; he's bringing a couple of mates, so we'll have a good time there. Um, and that's it. That's it. I hope you're well. I hope your week's not been too bad. I hope you haven't been disrupted by the weather too much. And I will talk to you all soon. <laughs>